on this episode of Kiddush Club News for Jews. <laughs> we have in the studio with us a um, world-renowned personality, Jewish personality, a singer and a, mu- a musician and music producer. Um, his name is Eli Schwabel, and he's here with us in studio, and we're so excited to have him because we, we found him. How? How did we find him? I... <laughs> I could not be more excited. By the way, he opened that better than I ever could. Yes, you're hired. Thank you. You are, you are now the uh, you are now the co-host. Well, thank you very much. Honestly, I could not have done that any better myself. Was super excited to have Ellie. Schwebel. I will testify that you could not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ellie will agree. He, he does have Nemonis on this. Um, he experienced it. Super excited hand. to have Ellie Schwebel in the studio. Uh, Ellie Schwebel is a recording artist. To me, he's he's a virtuoso. To be honest, his voice is something like I've not come across often, and I think it's it's notable and it brings me. By the way, it takes me to to. It's almost like it's Jewish music royalty, like that sound because of Vegas. You paying him for this? Where is this coming from? This is this is my legit. This is genuine feeling. I want you to know something. That that means a lot to me. But you know what the crazy thing is? Continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to interrupt this. Why not? What am I crazy? This is is how often do I get to do this, right? So there's there's just – it's the sound. The sound of it just brings me back to Dvekas. It brings me back to – first of all, your music itself – is is wonderful just such such thoughtful pieces of music and beautiful vocals so it's an honor to have you here that's the honest truth thank you very much that means a lot to me Udi, um, mike pence that was the longest <laughs> intro i ever heard i'll take it man what are you what are you what are you slamming him Why down for? No, because, him. I mean, yeah. our, our our audience wants to hear him not yes. you no you no, no I, mean? I, I like i like him i like listening I'm to kidding, that I'm are you kidding, kidding me i I'm love kidding. that <laughs> So how did you guys uh, meet up, by the way? Okay, so to be perfectly honest, we connected on Instagram. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I think I was maybe commenting on a story or maybe commenting on one of his musical pieces or, or one of his songs. And, and I was like, it's just amazing. And we just interacted. I'm like, you know, you should totally come on Kiddush Club. You know, it would be great to have you. Great to hear about the history. And also, um, I, I should mention, he had a great interview with A.B. Rottenberg on the Meaningful People podcast, which was fantastic. Like, I started watching that like I do every MPP episode, like, and I just usually either, you know, 10 minutes in, I'm like, okay, I'm doing something. This one kept me. Because A.B. Rottenberg is an amazing... After 10 minutes, you shut up the MPP podcast every time? I mean, you know, I'll I'll listen to it piecemeal. Nafi, are you hearing this? (laughs) No, this is not, this is not, there's no shade. It's just all, it's just real. And, like, sometimes I'll go... You know, I'll just stop and go and stop and go. Nothing really captivates me much, unless it does. This one did. To hear A.B. Rottenberg and to hear Ellie interviewing A.B. Rottenberg and just getting into a groove and into a conversation, to me that was fascinating because there's so much history there. And A.B. himself is just a legend, absolute living legend, A.B. Rottenberg. What is it, What does your day-to-day look like? Um, every day is different. I'm very lucky. I'm in that position where... Um, I'm working on an album. I'm doing. Uh, I'm I'm writing a song one day. I'm I'm doing a concert the next day. I'm I'm working on a film the other day. I also I also create film. I I, oh. I do film work as well. So and I'm I'm producing music for 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 someone else. Uh, there's there's some business that comes up, some random business that I have to take care of. 
I want. I gotta fly somewhere for a show. I'm prepping. I'm. It's that's my daily life is. Thank God, turned into a life of uh, of. So a creative, <laughs> not a celebrity. Wrong. It's not. It's not, a creative. Not so, yeah, that was the wrong it's word. the hard work. It's the hard work of a creative. It's not. People think that that this is like fun. It, it is. Well, it's fun. It's fun, but it's it's not like, like I have a show tonight. After this tonight, I'm showing really? up. I'm showing up for four songs at eight 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 thirty in um in in the five towns. Right, I'm doing like I'm um, just like huh? Could you get us in for free? Get you in? No, no, I'm just doing four songs, <laughs> and and. For me, that came up today. Like that came up today. Like I was today, like, today, and you're going. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Where would you pay- go? A gig's a gig. I mean, it's a very nice. You money. had no time to prepare or anything. No. So at this point, when it comes to stuff that I already, you know, I show up. There's a right, band. Right. I, 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 he can I, sing these I, in I speak, his sleep. But you never worked with the band before, don't you? Have to do no, sound I'm checks most, and things uh, like yeah, that. I, I mean, do. I do. I know a lot of the band. Oh, I know all the all the bands oh, in yeah, New York. Uh, I know. We we know each other. Uh, it's like it's it's like. You know, yeah. He just looks at them, says D major, yeah, and move. Ex- it's exactly that's it. what it exactly. Really? Guys, follow me. Yeah, and you know, a lot of the stuff they they know my stuff. They know my father's stuff, and you know, it's like they're gonna sing with me tonight. It's it's great, and and um, the hardest thing for me is like I'm I'm pushing the envelope in in music. I come from like he said. I come from music royalty. My grandfather was a world right, famous chazan. Chazan, yeah. My gr- my father is the, you know. You know the lion of Jewish music. That's what's what's a, a couple people just called him. That he is a he is a just guzzle in the music. He's a, he's a guzzle. My father is an absolute. He's unbelievable. My grandmother, Mama Wasner, is a mezzo soprano who sang with Richard Tucker. Oh, I read that. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't exactly sure what a mezzo soprano is. Singer. No, I, I got singer. that. But a mezzo soprano is a, a specific range in the voice. High, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soprano, and then there's mezzo. There's there's different levels, right? So like professional, she sang with Richard Tucker, who's one of the biggest opera stars in the world. But I'm saying professionally, professional singer. My grandmother, my mother's mother, and my father's father. I get it from both of them. Actually, wow. my ear, my ability to produce and to make music is really from my mother's mother. My mother. Really? Yeah. And my she grandmother. Sang, where Where did she sing? Here in America? Yeah, here in America. She sang. She sang in. She did a licha, you know. It was more modern, modern Orthodox, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, obviously, like obviously, <laughs> yeah. right? But uh, I mean, Rav Moshe Feinstein was the uh, was the Masada Kedushin at my grandparents' wedding. Really? And then he left, and then she sang <laughs> <laughs> at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, he left, and she sang. That's funny. That's right, right? That's legit. That's, that's legit. That's, that's wow. real. That's, that's real. Moshe Feinstein comes Masada Kedushin. All right, the rabbi's out. Let's start. That's well, speaking of which, you, uh, I hate to jump, but it, I, I, I saw online that you actually were in uh, rabbinic, rabbinical college? No, no, so that's okay. Rabbinical College of Long Island. Yeshiva. Rabbinical College of Yeshiva, Island. yeah, no. Oh, okay. I, I have an MBA. Oh, okay, from, okay. I got, I got, uh, I got we, we call it a BTL. Got that it. was Talmudic law. Got it. I got that. From, I went to Long Beach. I learned in Long Beach. was the one, one of the most yeshiva yeshivas. By the way, say. As a Baha growing up, there were like legends about Long Beach. True. And about things that occurred People there. People died there. That's what I'm saying. Right. So let's talk, what? let's talk about the beach. Because is that one of the stories? There was a guy walking on the beach. And then, like, was there someone murdered in the yeshiva Friday night? Yes. What? Really? That's a real story. It's a real story. When so you I want to hear. Wait, I want to no, hear. So wait. No, when my uncle was there. Ten years before I was there. Oh, Ten years, years before ago. you were there. This was like a legend. It's that, a real like, thing. Once you go to out-of-town yeshiva, you start to hear these legends. 
And obviously well, like, they're true. These are the campfire and stories. A, right. Yeshiva right, campfire stories. hundred percent. And and the story that the way I heard it was that they saw somebody walking along the beach like Friday afternoon, no, somebody they didn't know or whatever. And then Friday night, someone is murdered in the dormitory. And in they the walk dorm? In the no. dorm. Wait, really? listen, listen. It gets better. They walk in. And the, it's like a true co- crime and podcast the, right the, now. And, and the on, body... It's on, it's, on, it's on Unsolved Mysteries. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah it is. I it don't is. believe you. I've seen it. I've seen it. And the what? body was was laying there in accordance with Jewish halacha. What, and I think there was mean? even a candle. Now, this could be... What does that mean, accordance with Jewish whatever, halacha? Whatever, with the arms folded in a certain way. Oh, I didn't know there was... I didn't know that. I didn't know there was even... A, and then there was a candle. Oh, Wow. I did, I'm learning this now. Like I'm a, not, a this yardside is, candle? Yeah, like a yardside candle was there, Whoa. and nobody. And this is just dead, a dead yeshiva bacher. Wow! Could you imagine? And this is going back a long time. I know time. the family. You did, do. Yeah. Wow. I know the family. Did they question his chavrusa? And, wait, and this is unsolved. Suspect. Nobody knows chavrusa. a thing. Chavrusa. You think it's him? <laughs> oh, for sure. Bottom line, it was. It was. Can you imagine? It's frightening growing up hearing that as a high school kid. Yeah. And you're sleeping every night in a dormitory, and this is the stories that are going around. It's frightening, and now to hear like it's one hundred percent true. It's the real deal. So, yeah. so uh, obviously you didn't experience anything like that when you were in Long Beach. No, I went to it was a very yeshiva yeshiva. Yeshiva yeshiva. I learned by Yitzchak Fagelstock. I learned. I learned like I learned the hardcore like Bi'ion, the Reb Chaim's. You know, Lebranat. The kid. The the hard. You know, straight up like like yeshiva. Totally. Yeah. Like real real. And then, so you, you finished yeshiva, mm-hmm. and I never finished yeshiva. But you know, I, you I never I, finished one. Never finishes <laughs> exactly, yeshiva. Exactly, exactly. No, never finishes I was, I was, I was, I, I went from there. I went to Eretz Yisrael. I went to Leiv Avram and Mir. Then mm. I came back. I spent some time in Shai Yoshev. By Rev, uh, I spent a lot of time in Rev Shmuel, Brazil. Now you're just Rev bragging. Huh? Now you're just bragging. <laughs> right? That's all you're doing. It's right bragging. <laughs> yeah, but I went to. But then you're right. I went for two years back to Eretz Yisrael when I was 29 years old. I went back to Eretz Yisrael. As for a, how long? As a, as a singer? I was a learning yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning. For how long? I, learned, I was one of at Rav Noach's. At Rav Noach's last Talmud. One of Rav Noach's Schweinberg's last Talmud at Eish. Really? Yeah. At Eish? At Eish. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you know. Um, Another legendary figure. Yeah, yes. legend. Legend. Yes. Legend. Rav Noach was a legend. I was, he was, he was not, like, he was really cool. Like, legit cool. Like, not like a, like, he was... He would he would talk politics all the time. I would sit there and learn with him in his in his office. Galitziana is yeah. a Moshe Hasidish, right? I'm a Hasidish Yid. Really? Legit, legit. Really? Yeah. My name is Yoel. I'm from the Eshti Yoelis. My grandfather built the Satma Rebbe a house. Really? In Bell Harbor. What? Here in Bell Harbor. He lived by my grandfather every for five years, I mean. He so, built him a mikvah. Yeah. Mine named after. I was well, born right after that. was a contractor builder? No, he, he was a... He, he commissioned was, he, he the was, home to be built. He, he lived in Bell Harbor, and he brought the Satmarebbe to his... <clears throat> he built him a house next to him. But what? The, the Satmarebbe didn't live in Bell Harbor. No, he just brought him there for the summers to have to relax. He a vacation him, home. Really? He made him a vacation home. He brought the Rebbe a vacation home. Talk about Rav Yael Tannenbaum. Teitelboim. Sorry. Yael, that's my name. Your name's Yael. El, my name is El Yakim Yoel. El Yukim Yoel. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. No, yeah, I would I never think that Eli is El Yakim. Right. There's, I don't know any many. I don't know any El yeah, Yakim. No, I, you're the only one. <laughs> El Yakim. That's my. That's my name. Wow. Wow. But you, you weren't your father. Your grandfather wasn't Satmar. No. 
my grandfather's beyond. Where my grandfather, I'm the oldest great, I'm the oldest great grandson of the beyond Rav. So my, there was a beyond Rav and the beyond Rebbe. Okay, my great grandfather ah. was a beyond Rav, great great grandfather. What's the difference between the Rav and the Rav? The Rav is the one who's the Paisik. Ah. And the Rebbe is the one who's the, I guess, this. I'm sorry that you need to explain this. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I'm sitting well, we in front listeners of listeners that okay. need to understand. No, that's all right. Fair no, point. That, that's okay. No, 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 I don't mind. So the Rav, so, so my, that's, that was my great great grandfather. Your great great grandfather. So my, grand, my whole my family, my mother's father, Papa Wasner, Joe Wasner, um, was a. Uh, he was just a he was a lion of a man. He was a total dude. He's like a he's a mixture of Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's just what he is. The way he spoke, the way he came across, he just had this Love it. He was magnanimous. He just had this, you know. Oh my god. He's a larger than my life hero. personality. Yeah, yeah, total 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 dude. Like, you know, and he was close with all the Rebbe's. He was close with the Lubavitch Rebbe and the Satmar Rebbe. Wow. One of the only guys to be able to do that. Yeah. Know, you know, because back then, yes, nobody. Yes. So I had, you know, I grew up with all of these Rebbe's around me. Twelve. You know, like, always. And, you know, like, the Square Rebbe my father was close to. And pe- the Rebbe's used to come to, to, my, to my house. Like, the Square Rebbe came to my house. And Chaim Pichas Scheinberg would stay by my wow. father's. He would stay by us every year for a week. Really? Every year. My wow. Rav Chaim Pichas Scheinberg in my parents' house. Stayed for a week? A week. Sometimes, I'm sorry, two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Could you tell us what goes on, what went on under all the tzitzits? What was the story? I a very frail man. Yes, yes. I, I, put, I, him, I, I put him, I put him, I would take him upstairs. No. And I would take off his tzitzits. Lies. Right? I swear. Is it true that they were like in bunches? In bunches. They were. I took the them off. They were. They were. They, they were like with like a large like, safety pin, right? Like safety pin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. 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 yeah I, remember. I would take them off. I took them off. And what did put he, him to sleep? And what was he uh, under the skinny, skinny man? Really? Yeah, he looked like a linebacker. He looked huge, yeah. skinny. Yeah. He was this thin. He was. He was real really? thin. Real thin. And all those, all those scissors. What, what, what was the? I don't legend know. Legend was we yeah. don't think we never asked him. Right. Hey, what's with all the titsis? Right. Like, there's you know, a lot it's of like, legends. I want to know if you have an it's inside. It's probably because he no no. It's probably what, what I heard was is that it's a mitzvah and you can do it over and over again. Oh no, I heard that he took another one on for people, certain people throughout his oh, life. I didn't hear that. Oh, no, you never. Heard. No, I didn't hear that one. It's interesting, but every now and again you'll see some crazy person put on like several pairs of titsis. And then you'll see them like the next week without it. it apparently, it's very hard to keep up. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a hard enough time with one. Well, you know, for a guy sitting and learning all day, and <laughs> right, it's cold also. out. Yeah. No, but, I think that's that's even harder. If you're sitting and learning all day, like if you're out and about, I don't know how like, you can it. use the I insulation, I don't, I don't but know if how not, did it. Yeah. I don't know very how he did it. Difficult. I mean, a, a rail thin, he was in his, he was over 100, I think, right? I could he be. was I don't very, know. very yeah. old, very, yeah. very frail, and he was huge. I mean, I mean, physically. It was crazy. Yeah, he looked so, bigger. You have to understand, he's buying, like, his frock had to be, like, seven right. size bigger. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> seven sizes bigger because to accommodate, to accommodate him. Yeah. yeah. So, right. yeah. so you grew up with, with all these massive personalities, Gedalim, and, yeah. and so how did that affect your I just, I was around greatness. Let's say. I was around greatness. I saw greatness. I saw greatness. That's it. I saw greatness up close. And I try to, like, musically, I've been trying to surround myself with greatness. Like, I, I wasn't... What does that mean? The greatest, the best at whatever they do. Whatever you do, the best. That means 
Give us an example. We need, we need like, okay. Give me, so give me there's like a guy one. named, there's a guy named Corey Henry. Okay. Like you go to a show. He's the number one organ player in the world. Really? It's just what it is. Yeah. And singers, songwriters, to be around musicians that are really amazing at what they do. Right. So to learn from all these musicians, that's, that's the way, you know, for me, that's how you get great in anything. You, you copy the, all the singers and songwriters. They came out. They covered the hero's songs. They, they did their hero's songs. That's how they learned how to, they created their own style by doing the greats work. Mothers. Yeah, yeah. Do, they do their work and they say, oh, this is great. I want to create something. They bring themselves to this, to this type. So, so who did you use? Who, who was your... Use. Who were you emulating, I should say, in right. the beginning, let's say? Well, obviously... My Rebbe was... My growing up, since I'm a kid, because my father was in Vegas and Journeys, like, it was A.B. Rottenberg, he's my hero, and he's like the... He was the guy, but I grew up, you know, Billy Joel and Elton John were my, like, heroes. Really? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Elton John, Billy Joel, you're joking? Forget it, like... So why is it that the, the Jewish music... Uh, Aside from you, you know, aside from, I would say, in my personal opinion, aside from a handful of artists, it's it's just not, I don't know if it's originality, I don't know if it's because it's commercial, it, it's just, it's not, it's not where the Goyesha music industry is. Let's just say it that way. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What, why? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but number one, it's not pushed, my opinion, and you find this in the Gaishavelt, in the conservative, in the right-wing world as well. You'll find this in, in, in Christian America. Um, oh, right-wing Christians. Yeah. Yep. Because when you have God as your source of expression, meaning you have Torah and mitzvahs and tefillah, you got something that's going wrong, go there. There's no expression necessary. Uh. You got everything expressed that you could possibly have expressed. All you got to do is just do what you're told. Do it, and you don't feel good. Davin. Davin. Don't, don't, don't really write a deep point. Don't write a ballad. Don't, don't, don't sit there. It don't that figure way. out what's going on inside yourself, like physically with your expression, with your own voice. Here's someone else's voice for you. Here's do David Amelach. Just read to him. Very read his songs. Very don't write your own songs. Wow, that's very. That's interesting. the Emmis. That's the Emmis. Wow, right. that's the Emmis. That's so interesting. It's a point I've never thought of. And now to look at it that way, it's very interesting because it's not even and it becomes it becomes self evident. You know, not it, only no no not that it's meaning the Emmis. meaning if people would channel their own energies into writing their own music it would be a different landscape right if they would do what the, what people need to do is do what David Amelik did that's what I tell right. that's what I told AB wow I said to AB I said AB says I said I said if David Amelik was alive today he'd be writing your songs wow that's what it is that's profound this is the first time I've ever heard an explanation that I will accept, and wow. because it, it really and makes to get sense. him to accept yeah, an not explanation, not this easy. is huge. No, and interestingly, is it really? It really is. Yes, and it's funny because in the Goyesha Welt, there are many celebrities who have said things very similar to that. 
As an example, off the top of my head, the artist Morrissey, who's a, a British, maybe, maybe you've mm-hmm. heard of him, and uh, when he had a band called The Smiths, and then he went out on a solo career. If you listen to a lot of his songs, he actually talks about it. He talks about how the music industry used to, he had a drug problem, but they wanted him to have the drug problem. He had a depression, but they wanted it because the more depressed he was, the better the music. And whenever he would get better, the music suffered. He didn't. He couldn't pull the energy and the emotion into his music, so that the music industry was supposed to be his friends. Were really hoping they that were he beating would, down on him, trying to him. get him depressed. Yeah, yeah. The this goose is, this that lays is, the golden is, egg, and, yeah. and 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 so I guess he had to find his way, being not in that depressed state and pulling that same energy out. And I've heard that from from songwriters and from people in that space. Uh, I have a friend who's a songwriter and and does perform. And he has said, you know, I'm in a rut. And I'll say, why? And I say, you know, my life is just going really well right now. And, like, I, I, there's nothing out there that's pulling me emotionally. And so I can't write. And so I, it, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, it really makes not sense. Not only that. Not only, yeah, that's the MS. Uh, I, but when you're saying that, there's, there's writer's block. And there's when things are going too well and you have nothing, it's like a lot of people force themselves to not have so I, there's a guy who's like I don't want to hire a person to do this because I want to be in the starvation mode because that's what keeps me hungry and that's what keeps me you know on my that's what keeps me on edge and that's what keeps me so going so what do you do what do you do to get that inspiration when you, when you have the writer's block what do you do you mentioned starvation mode it's funny that you mentioned that someone just this weekend told me that before they go for any job interview young man he uh, he fasts Really? Yes. I said, why? I said, because it focuses the mind, which is a Jewish concept, right? Yom Kippur, that's one of the reasons we're fasting, is because it's all neshama now. You, you, it's all pure. There's nothing else going on. But he's not from really, and he says, I How's fast. that been going for him? I mean, obviously, he's still <laughs> looking for jobs. <laughs> no, <I didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> he no, tells no. me every time he goes every, on no, 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 for the past three years, he's no, been no. telling me this. <laughs> no, he's a young guy. He's a young guy. He's just starting out. He's just finishing. Uh, he's in university. He's just finishing. So he's just <laughs> he's just starting out. Young guy. That's and good. He, he, he fasts. He fasts. And he, he says it makes him, you know, razor sharp. And I was like, yeah, there is. There is yeah, something to it. Know, there has to be something to it. There's, there's definitely something to... So what do you do when you, you know, how do you keep yourself... How do you I get yourself I wait, to... I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait. Leonard Cohn, who's my... Who's the Gadol Hadar, Gadol, Gadol Hadar, Leonard Cohn, the Reb of all Rebbes. Do you know who Leonard Cohn is? Hallelujah. Oh, of course. There it is. Hallelujah. Did you... If you have to listen, if you have time, you, there's a song on the way home tonight. You guys are going to... You have to... No. On, on the, on, in the, you're going to press... You want it darker. Okay? It's... Leonard Cohn's Kaddish to himself. He wrote his own Kaddish. He grew up what? in the... He, in, I mean, he wasn't from it all, right? He grew up in Montreal. He grew up from-ish. He grew up... Jew-ish. Jew-ish. And, <laughs> um, and he grew up, and you're going to write, you want it darker. Yeah. If you want to press play for a second, you'll hear what I'm talking about. Listen to this. Listen to his song for a second. This is so cool. That's the, that's, that's the Montreal choir, the, fr- the Jewish choir of the Montreal Shul, where my sister-in-law got married. My, my brother got married. 
dealer, I'm out of the game. If you are the healer, means I'm broken and lame. If thine is the glory, then mine must be the shame. You want it darker. We kill the flame. Then he goes into. I'm ready, my lord. Wow. Yikes. That is dark. That's very dark. Wow. I'm ready, my lord. The guy wrote his own Kaddish. He knew he was dying. And <laughs> you talk about songwriters. This guy wrote till he died. That's wow. my. And he and said. he died recently. Past right? couple of years, right? Past couple of years, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, yeah. Oh, he released it in 2016. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was, and he won the Grammy Award for Best Rock Performance. Yeah. That's shocking. But it's real. That's, wow. that's you talk about real? That's genuine. You, did, you, did you feel that? I, how could you not? My bones. My whole, my whole, I have the goosebumps from that. Watching Leonard Cohen, who's the, the Rebbe of all Rebbes, really, um, you know, as a songwriter, I mean, you know, A.B. would consider Leonard Cohen like he, a Rebbe, uh, you know. Really? He knew him personally? No. No. No, because no, Montreal. Well, no, A.B.'s from Toronto. Oh, right. But I just know Canada. Yeah, Canada. Right. It's Canada, it's all the same. <laughs> We're from America. United, from America. We don't America. care about Canada. <laughs> right. America. You're not just always America. Oh, you must know my cousin in California. You must. <laughs> Even Americans, by the way, very interesting thing. We're North America. Yes. We're right. North American. Northeast, even. Right. We're Northeast American. Southeast is different. Right. Southeast is Midwest. Even no, 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 different. no, 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 no. You know what I said? You, see, you, you don't even realize. Meaning Canada as well. Yes. Yeah. We're all North. Yeah. Central American and South American. Completely. Yeah. But American. No, no, hang on a second. All Americans. When you tell us from South America, you're American, they're not American. Oh, no. That's true. But they are. <laughs> We're American. <laughs> right. 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 That's true. <laughs> We're North American. No, in fairness, as Americans, we also think we are it in the world. Like, we go to other countries and it's like, you know, if, if I go to France, Third world. you don't speak English? What's wrong with you? Why are you right. speaking French? I actually, I mentioned this once. Well, I was in Montreal and I walked into like a Rite Aid or whatever they have there and they were speaking to me in French. I now, yeah, I was <laughs> like, uh, English, please. And the woman is like, uh, and I'm like, no, 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 English. We speak English here. And I'm in their country, in their city, which is totally French. And I'm like poo-pooing them. And I'm like looking down, like speaking what? French to me. What are you speaking this uncivilized <laughs> yes, language yeah. to me for? As Americans, we think we own everything. And we, you know, we're the center of the universe. Oh, my so, goodness. You know, that's just how we roll as Americans because we're the best. France. France. Parlez-vous français? <laughs> How um, often do you perform France. overseas, by the way? I just did a show in Morocco. No. Really? It was amazing. What is going on in Morocco? Why is every, people vacationing there? There's Money. a chief rabbi Basic now. Trips. There was always, Morocco was chief rabbi for a million years. Really? 
Morocco. You're thinking no, Dubai. No, no, no. Your, your mind no, is in Dubai. No, I'm thinking Morocco because there was something that, first of all, recently they, they were in the news. There was a major thing that happened. I, I can't remember. I can't pull it up right now. It's a major thing that happened recently in Morocco, and uh, they're very pro-Jewish now. They always have been. They, they were not as negative, but now they're actively pro, and they're trying to get more Jews to come. Well, which is weird. Left. The Jews yeah, left. Yeah, now, like all the lot, Middle Eastern I countries. I spent a month there. What? Yeah, I spent a month, and I ended up with the king of Morocco's personal driver and head of security. What? Yeah, crazy, crazy stories that only happen because I'm a Michigan when I do these type of things. <laughs> but the guy who I hired to be my, my uh, conductor at the show, turns out his father was the king of Morocco's head of security. of security and personal driver. He didn't see him in two years because of Corona. He didn't see his father for two years. Wow. So I ended up spending time with them. He took me around. The, the people would stand up. It was crazy. I was walking around in, in, in Rabat getting like, like the, the royal treatment over there. It was crazy. It's wild. It, but did, you, did you feel unsafe? My family was going nuts. My family was freaking well, out. Back home. Back home going nuts. They were, they were, they were freaking out. They were worried out. about you. Yeah, yeah because I was, I was in the middle of Ramadan. Oh. In the middle of the, in the old city of Rabat. In, 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 in people like, are cranky, to be fair. People are cranky during Ramadan. <laughs> yeah, they would know. eat iftar. And, uh, you know, it's like, a, it's like the bre- the bread, they make yeah. the break fast. Then they make the break fast. They make the break fast. I had, a, I had a date. I had the date with them. I had the date. You know, I ate the date. I did the iftar. You know, please, please have some, have some. <laughs> you know, and they make me the tea. The, they do the big tea, the Moroccan tea. No, I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. they finish the fast at sundown. Yes. Like yeah. there's no Rabbeinu Tam there. I think they all, you know, I was, it's no, interesting. But, no, but they. Like they, Shkia is where it's no, at. No, but they don't adjust the lunar calendar. So Ramadan could fall in the middle of the summer and have long days, or it could fall in the middle of the winter and have short days. Yeah, but we would never do anything at Shkia. Yes. Yeah, of course. It falls all around the calendar. They don't adjust like I didn't we know do. that. Oh, yeah. We add the extra month. They don't. So they just follow straight lunar. So Get out. It falls yeah. out all along the year. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend who's Muslim, and uh, yeah, there's times, like he said, they could be very cranky at certain seasons. <laughs> in the middle of August. In the middle of August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a 12-hour fast. That's very, ridiculous. Very long days. Have, have you been to we Russia? About too. Have you been to Russia, the White no. Nights of Russia? No. Yet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was in yet. Russia a couple of years ago. I was in Russia. And and the, this children running around at, at 3 in the morning with just having a good time because... It's safe, you're saying? Because, no, because the night... Because it's, it's, it's daylight. It's daylight. Oh, because they're day. so north, right? It's, it's like St. Petersburg, right? I was Shkia, there. I was, yeah, you in yeah. St. Petersburg, and both. I was in. I was in Crazy. Moscow and St. Petersburg, both. And and, and that's well, only one part of the year, though, right? Second. It doesn't go all year long. Right. No, like no, in the it's, summer, it's the white, yeah. right, right. Yeah, it's the white right. It's so, like so almost ha- no sunset. So what's the, when the Shabbos end? Right. So Shabbos. So it's like ten o'clock. Like Shabbos is um, uh, forever. Forever. Shabbos is forever. Shabbos forever. Yeah, you can't. Know, you were there for Shabbos? No. One of those long Shabbos? No, no, I wasn't. That's wild. Anyway, back to the music. <laughs> yeah. So. First of all, I love your voice. I love your radio voice. And I heard, when I heard you speak on, you've got this Howard Stern thing going <laughs> in your, in your, in your, in, it's in your inflection. So, so back to the, uh, yeah. So do that again. Right. You know, you got, you really do. I don't know. I mean, I, I have a very tough time listening to myself. So just letting That's you know good. that. You shouldn't. Right. Get used I guess to it. it shouldn't be easy. You, you, no, get used to it. Yeah, I'm 
two years in now. In. Yeah, two years in now, I can listen. Yeah, the truth, we, we haven't spoken a lot about your music. I, you still didn't give me the, you started to tell me, you didn't tell me your inspirations. I, I asked you before when you get writer's block, but essentially what I'm asking is, what moves you? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Um, what moves me, moves me. That's it. Like that's it's, basically, that's basically singers it. talk for it is what it is. It is. It is like it well, is. Okay, let me let me rephrase. Who do you listen to now? Let's say in the Jewish world, give me an artist that you turn to because you know. Oh, I love Yishai Rebo now. Oh, I love me too. Hanan Ben Ari. I love these two guys. I went to see him recently, Hanan Ben Ari. You know, there's a certain there's two guys. There's there's different way, ways of expressing yourself on stage and different types of stage presence. My whole my whole like my whole idea of stage presence was I'm going to bring you, I'm inviting you to what's happening here, and I invite you in, but I'm here. I'm not trying to get you. Interesting. There's a certain, there's a certain, you know, and then there are guys who are performers. Yes, I was just going to say, they're they're not performing, right? They're just, they're just, and you just, I th- like when I see that, I'm just like, this is falch. This is falch, and I can't handle it. Yes. Like I don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Yes. And for me, exactly. the only way, exactly. the only way to, to from, for you to experience something authentic is for me to experience something authentic. And the only way for me to experience something authentic is if I get in it. The only way for me to get in it is to go there. For me to go there, I gotta let go. I gotta, I gotta. That's why people ask me, "Hey, Schwabel, sing a song." I'm like, "Yo, yo, 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 yo." I gotta. Doesn't go like that. Doesn't work like that. Interesting. Yeah, it's a whole prep. That actually makes sense to me. That again, that self evident. It rings true. It it rings true. Exactly. Rings true is a good. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to ask you what you like about Yishai, but I think that that's exactly right. No, he's just his songwriter. For me, Yishai, I I got to spend time with him. I, I went out for dinner with him like a couple of times and. I got to hang. He's he's a he's a um, he's a shy guy. In, in like in person, he's not as uh, outgoing. Right. As he's you a, would you know, he's, he's reserved. Yeah, very reserved. But as a, as a songwriter, he is he has taken tefillah and and reinterpreted tefillah yes. to create his own tefillah, yes. which is what it is. And he said, yes. "This is how I think it goes." You know, I was I remember I was talking to Mordechai Ben David, MBD. I grew up with in my house. Like, understand, this was going through my house. All of the Jewish stars came through my house all oh, the time. This wow. is what it was. My house was. Daddy stayed by in our house when he came. Every time he would stay in my house. Crazy. Like that's a Mordechai that was in the house all the time. People, the Hass concert started in my house. You understand all these things. My my father was like Switzerland for all of the. <laughs> wow, that's, that's what a it good was. One. My that's father great. was. My father was. Yeah, he was not. He was in business. Right. He's, he no, didn't he's care about to money. Any side, right? Didn't care. Didn't care. Just wanted to. Bring music everywhere. That's all he cared about. Just loves Amazing. music. So, I was talking. I was remember I was in Israel, Shavuos, sitting with him, and he's like, "What makes?" I couldn't believe he asked me this question. He's like, "What makes?" I don't have the best voice in the world. Morchav tells me that. What makes? Why? What? What? What, what is it about me? He was asking me asking what I you. thought. Interesting. And I told him. I said, "Because Martha, you were the first one to go." The song goes, "I Yeshvu." Right? And he said, no, 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 no. He went, you said, no, no, no. Right. There's his inflection. His, but he brought heart. He brought his own. It wasn't Stam heart. It was his interpretation. His, of the melody, where in Chazanus, when you do the Chazon piece, 
you did someone else's chazanas a piece, and you did over the chazanas. You did the same. You did try to emulate it. What he did was he took the and made it his own, and he took the idea of chazanas, which is was taking these was perish hamilis, would be called perish hamilim, the perish hamilis, which you're taking and everything you're saying, you're giving chazanas to, you're giving chazanas taich, the musical expression through the words coming out, right? Hamelech, right? You're, you're, that has that grandiose thing. So he took the depth of chazonus and brought it to pop music and, and, and brought it, fused it with pop music to make pop music his own. So before, all Jewish music was very, very... The same. The same. Everybody like just sing the melody, even, even yep. the guys yep. who sang yep. it, were just it was very... Linear. Lin- exactly. It was not this... Um, multi like multi dimensional expression happening. Right now, it's nuanced and, and it's, so much nuance, so right. much of depth of his, his uh, and he and he was authentic in that that and no everybody tried to copy and everyone copied him. Now they all sound like an, if you if you I can show it to you like I can hear all of it, but I would have to like show you in like every little yeah no because that that's the problem is it's not there's no originality it's not coming from the heart it's not they're not making it their own and i mean we don't have to look that hard i mean look at at and i'm not trying to throw shade here but look at let's say the maccabees and some of these groups that have become very popular who are just taking like let's say english songs english tunes and then putting jewish words on them and it, to me it's just very me too type stuff like yeah I, I can also do that I can also sing this it just doesn't speak to me right but I that wanted to ask you this now that you mentioned that you're friendly with Yishai do you feel like as okay. stars get bigger I mean he's obviously one of the biggest Jewish uh, stars right now celebrities do you feel like they start to lose a little bit about that people are saying that a little bit about Yishai do you feel that well I feel like like remember when you said before that Life is going very good for me, and I have writer's block. Mm-hmm. I think that happened to him, right? I guess I do, and yeah. it was more than that. I think he's busy. <laughs> he's busy yeah. working. Yeah, it's, it's he's busy it takes performing. A piece out yeah. of you. He's performing. He's like performing. Crazy. He's performing like crazy. So when a guy's performing, yeah, no in order room. to write, in order to write, you have to take time off, and you have to write. You have to. You have to sit there. You have to have. You got to be in the zone. And you have to have perspective, and you have to sit down, and you have to like think. Okay, what do I want to say? What do I care about? What what moves me? What do I really want? Because you know, to to, to write like the last time I put an album was eight years ago. Yes. Why? Because I didn't have what I'm like. I, I don't have what to say now. I have twelve songs. I'm coming. I'm going to be coming out very soon with an album. But it took me a long time to get perspective on saying something new. I don't care to do another. I, every song I had over the past Baruch Hashem, the past four songs I put out as singles were all they did. They were very. Um, they each came out of a specific experience. Well, I, I think was, your latest one is, is yeah. "Stand for You," yeah, which I know is yeah. super meaningful to people. It's crazy. It's like crazy I have, I have a sister who's a therapist, and they do group therapies, and they play that song. It's crazy, and, and most of the the participants like walk out crying or moved so much yeah. moved to tears yeah. because it it speaks to people each person on their own level yeah that it, it's it's which is a testament to the versatility of the song and how everybody can relate relate to it on a different in a different space in their mind so that's it's amazing to be able to have such a piece of music what was the inspiration for that one oh my goodness so i wrote this 
right after I had to, there was someone who I was close with who was hurting themselves. Uh, with the, they were, let's just say they were hurting, they were, they were in danger of really, really hurting themselves from some type of addiction. And I, I had to out them because... Trying to save their life. Trying to save their life. That's it. Like it was Friday night, I remember, and the head, the head just almost crashed into the corner of a of the nightstand, almost on the on a glass corner. If I didn't catch that, and I said when that happened, I was like, "That's it. That's it." And the whole family turned on me, and lambast. They all went went. They all like I became enemy number one. Are you were the villain. I was the villain. Wow. So I came home and I wrote that song. <laughs> I because I was it's not it didn't end up being it was it was it was half of that song. Half of that song was written right then and there. That. Wow. And I think the the last words of that song. That's what it, uh, yeah, yeah. Is I love, I love you, you enough for you to hate me for, for you to this. Hate me for this. That's wow. right. And that's so powerful yeah. in and of itself. But that's what happened. That's why I wrote those that's what I wrote that lyric. I couldn't I was like I can't say this. I can't say this. Oh, I got to say it. Like I, I I have a song coming out that goes, I suffer from a lack of self-control. That's literally what it's like. I, <laughs> it goes, I was like, yeah, songwriting is supposed to say like, are you going to actually say that? Oh my God. That's can you when make you know it you cool? need to say it. I'm like, no, can you make it cool though? Can you really like, can you feel cool? Can you feel awesome saying it? Does it make you feel good to say it? What I, there's different, what does it make you feel good? Make you feel, does it, does it have the right, um, uh, is it in line with you to say that this way, or does it feel off, awkward? And you have to have enough self confidence to be able to know that, like where it's off and where it's not. For sure. Like because everything's off. Well, I can't say that. That nothing. You can't say anything. How do you know what you can say and what you can't? Like and that's the risk you take as an artist. You take that risk. Yeah. Like I'm going to sound stupid. I'm a. Everyone's going to think I'm crazy. I'm a weird. I'm a idiot okay all right wow that's the way it rolls that's the way it goes and so it goes <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your next album when's it coming out all right all right you gotta, you gotta <laughs> plug you gotta plug over here i gotta plug the now now no we want i mean we want to know we, okay first of all, so we want to we want to know how do we get a sneak preview oh 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 um yeah so you know what i'll just give you a oh this is gonna be fun yeah I, I, obviously, you're not going to send me. This is some raw, right? You get, yeah, this is not. This is just a. It's concept. not for sharing. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to play it this over is, the mic. This, this not is going like, to sound great over the yeah. mic, but we'll do. We'll do what we can. Let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All right. I love it. What is that called? I love it. Uh, so originally, um, that, I, that see that that you hits know, you in the kishkas. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Hits you I, somewhere. I got, I got, I got the goosebumps. Yeah, you listening do. You to really it. have goosebumps. I have it's real amazing. goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the inspiration for that? 
Oh my God, so much! Man. It's obvious it's like that literally, that's, yeah, there's something a, emotional going on. Oh no, yeah, yeah. So each person will have their own thing that's going to hit them. For me, if I could be honest, I would tell you, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get what I'm saying? It's like there's so much that that that. that it takes that your kishkas out a little bit. Yeah, because you know that there are things that you wish you could say. For sure. That you can't say. But sometimes you just, you, you can't say it, right? And, and, and you make that decision to hold on to something, to, to really protect someone. Or, you know, something like that. On some level, and or even for yourself, there's certain parts of yourself that you can't share all of yourself with everyone, right? For sure, right? Yeah, for sure. There are there are depths of you that of no one will ever know, including on this podcast. That is correct. <laughs> I'm even Yevin. I'm even Yevin. No, but it's a hundred percent true. We don't even have enough of that music that just gives you that time to reflect. Inflection is what we don't have enough of. Inflection, reflection, reflection. Yeah. Reflection of the reflection. Yeah. Inflection, reflection. When, In, when is that coming out? So this is still early, I guess. No, it's not. It's it's it's. I have to write the chorus. I, I the chorus. It's I mean, like, you're telling us you're working on the chorus. That's not a good sign. No, I know <laughs> because I'm us. not happy with the chorus. <laughs> I'm not happy with this chorus because I have the chorus, but I'm just not happy. You see, that's the problem. I get somewhere where I know that that hits. Perfection is the enemy. Okay. Of- okay. But you know what? Perfection. Is also great when you hit it. Yes, that's and, true. <laughs> and when it does hit, and it's good. I worked on Stand For You for four months. I didn't, I rewrote those lyrics to make sure I didn't cross a line that everyone, that I didn't say the wrong thing. You understand, to say the right thing, you have to make sure you're not saying the wrong thing. And, and, and be comfortable with it. Yeah, and I have to feel real with it because there's so many things. It's like it, it has to be personal only. Like for the rest of us yeah. who want who want to hear, I really would like to hear the rest of that song. Well, that you know, really and I think if I could be honest, if I could that refrain, if I could be honest, like so that, that what I'm what I'm thinking about, it it, it, it spoke to me. It did. Yes, that's a big deal yes. to him because yeah. I think it you're a critic. I'm a very big critic. Yeah. He said it before. I'm a very big critic. Uh, it spoke to me. I'll just say that. Spoke to me for yeah, I guess. And I want you know you see something this? in my life, and, and it spoke to me. Yes, you see that. I'm, I'm. Thank you very much for telling me that. Thank it's you. The for honest truth it means a lot. I think it'll. I speak wouldn't to say everybody. I wouldn't say it yeah. if it and wasn't true. I think that's what and that's stand, why stand for you does. Yeah, I think it speaks to everybody, each on their own level. That's, that's the right. godless of it is that's able to speak to everybody no matter no, for where me, they this, are. This hit me more than stand for you because, like I said, it's got it. it it's touching on something personal. Well, to me. if you think about it, and so stand- it immediately, and, and when I heard the words, I was like, "Whoa!" Because it's in the first person; it's not talking to someone else. No, stand for you is talking to someone else, and no, and and and, and like Ellie said, is is you know when it's something that you see in yourself, and then you hear the words, and you say, "Oh, that's me." Yeah. I'm saying that. Well, that's that's me saying that. Right. That's I'm the imagining godless. myself saying that. Yeah, and that's I'm like, the talent. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know what it, it comes down to, saying what people are scared to say. Right, I'm doing it. Everyone else is scared to say that. You're doing it because no one else will. Yeah. I, yes. Yes. You know, it's it's funny. I was right. I I, I follow Rick Rubin, who's one of the, he's the greatest 
music producer of all time. Like, you know, Def Jam, he started all the big record companies. Like, he's, he's produced everyone in the world. You can really? just look him. Rick Rubin. Yeah, just type in Rick Rubin. Okay, and he... Is he Jewish? He comes he out... Jewish. What do you think? His name is Rick <laughs> Rubin. Okay. Rubin? Rick Rubin, yes. Yep. He has... Yeah, it's like he Whoa. puts on. Yeah, look he what looks he's, like. <laughs> yeah, so his whole thing is that he's really, he's Be'etzim. So, yeah. So, That's so look, he, he just he puts out he puts up one little thing every he puts up one and he deletes it after after every time he, just one thing like yeah <laughs> it goes the artist is the one stop he just puts up the artist is the one who recaptures that childlike fascination with the world right he puts up different things for artists. But he's, he says, like, tell the story that hasn't been told. He also said, like, you know, he has, like, he's more of a psychological um, approach. But for me, it's like, say the things that aren't said. Say what isn't said that you want to say, that I want to say, that I'm scared to say. I'm scared to say these things when I say them. I'm scared to say it. I say it in the privacy of my own home with myself at the piano when I let go. And then I'm like, oh, my God. I can't believe I said that. Did I just say that? Even to yourself. Yeah. This right? is it's been it's been, it's been real. very real. It's been yeah. very real. Yeah, yeah. Amos. It's good to it's good to it's good to it's good to hang with guys that are also real guys. I'm saying you guys are real guys, both of you. Very real Thank guys. You. And and real with what you love and real with what you care about and real with just Thanks for, sure. for uh, this has been great. Thank yeah, you. We appreciate you coming. This was it's awesome. you know, we didn't know what to expect. And yeah. it was it was better than expected. The truth is I'm enlightened. I feel yeah. enlightened. Yeah. Well, you know? Yeah. man. I I'm I'm so happy to be here. It was great. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for being here. Thank we're you. gonna be watching for the new music that's coming out. I'm excited. But we're excited and uh, we're hoping that when you release you give us a heads up so that we could be of the first to feature it. Yeah, hell oh yeah, I'm in. Thank you all for listening. You know you can find us on Twitter. We are at Kiddish Club Cast. You can follow us on Instagram at Kiddish Club Podcast. You can shoot us an email. We are at Hock, H-O-C-K, at KiddishClubPodcast.com. Join our WhatsApp group. You can do that by going to our website at www.KiddishClubPodcast.com. You'll find the link there to join our WhatsApp group to buy us a coffee. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with some friends. Leave us your five-star review on Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple. And if you enjoyed this episode, go back and see some of the episodes that you missed. And with that, we are out. Okay, so let me... I just want to, like, back things up a little bit. Of course, welcome. It's news. It's, it's Kiddish Club... I can't, why am I having a block with this? News Ow. for Jews. Yes. Let's okay. write it down. <laughs> write, write it on the whiteboard. Let's write it on the whiteboard. <laughs> see what I have to deal with? Oh, Baruch Hashem, this guy's a big Nisham, I could see. I don't know. Russia what mafia. mafia does that I don't know. Russia mafia. I'm going to cut that, obviously. Right. <laughs> I don't want to get mafiaed. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he heard. But, no, that. Get him. Boys. We need to. He's uh, come to Vlad. my attention. <laughs> you must. Boys. Go. You Boris. must. You must go. Boys, take care of this. Find guys. Forget f- their money. Finish them. <laughs> Give me that money. It's a shame it's going to have to all get cut. Yeah, yeah. But because he doesn't want to get murdered. To, yeah. We so. don't want to get murdered. <laughs> oh, he, this guy is. He's so scared. Yeah, you know. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.